This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We're going to talk to our friend Dirk Facer. We're going to talk a little youth football coming up here momentarily. Always love uh, talking to Dirk. Oh, no doubt about that. I mean, yeah. It's been a little while since we've heard from Dirk. Uh, other youth news, not on the basketball front. Maybe we can ask Dirk about this too, but uh, Timmy Allen committed to Texas. Did you see that? He's going to transfer. Yeah, that's that's a big loss for the youth fan. He's a good player. Well, he was their best player probably last year. And, uh, yeah, losing your best player is probably never a good thing. And going to play uh, play down there in the Big 12. Yeah, I – yeah. I mean, so what do you think happened there? What, what, what do you think the problem was? Uh, they fired the coach he went to play for? Yeah. And Craig Smith couldn't couldn't corral him. Well, he he put his name in the portal before Craig Smith got the yeah, job. But yeah. yeah, but that doesn't mean it was absolute. Right. So I mean, he, you know, it happens all the time. Maybe a player committed to the coach or the coaching staff and not the school. It happens. Yeah, I'd say it happens more than like Sam Merrill. Like that dude committed to the school. You know, he got a new coach in the middle of everything, and it didn't matter. He was staying there. He was an Aggie. He was going to be an Aggie regardless of what happened, right? I think that's, I think that happens less than committing to go play for a coach or a staff. Let me put it that oh. way. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get out of the zone phone. He writes for this is the place sports.com. He's covered the youth for a long, long time. He's our friend Dirk Facer. Dirk, what's up, man? Not much, guys. How are you? Hey, we're good. Uh, spring ball coming to a close, and uh, you've been busy, I'm sure. Been busy, not as busy as years past, but uh, busy as a quasi unemployed guy can be. <laughs> how's the How's the website going? The website's going good. You know, we launched it on January first, and uh, Austin and I've been uh, working on it. It's kind of a, a work in progress. We're learning as we go, but uh, things are going well, and uh, it's been a lot of fun working with my son. So, Dirk, uh, we, we want to talk a lot of football with you, but let's start basketball here. Uh, Timmy Allen commits to Texas. Obviously, that's a, a big loss, and Gordon and I were just batting it about. Do you think he ever considered staying in Utah and playing for Coach Smith, or was he automatically looking for another spot after the previous uh, regime was moved on? Well, you know, that tweet uh, from his uh, AAU team came out uh, shortly after the change and all that, and uh, you know, I think he was ready to move on, and you know, I kind of look at Craig Smith and how he said the guy doesn't want to be here. He wasn't gonna—I don't—I'm paraphrasing here, but he wasn't gonna beg people to stay if they didn't want to be here. Time to move on. And as good a player as Timmy Allen was, he didn't never—he's never able to lead them into the NCAA tournament or even the NIT. So it's a blow, but uh, you know, it might be a sign of. Uh, of progress too to to move on. 
Dirk, you think uh, the, with the uh, transfer portal the way uh, the, the the way it is, and uh, the <laughs> the propensity of of uh, college players to move from one site to another, is it turning into uh, like an NBA free agent situation? And do you think that will what effect do you think that's having on college basketball or, you know, or football for that matter? Or football, yeah. I was gonna say, well, I think it has a negative effect, especially in basketball. That portal is huge. You know, you've got. I can't remember what I saw. Was it an average of three players per team, or two or three players per team per year, are entering the transfer portal? And uh, it's that old saying that if you, you know, you need a program to figure out who the players are on the team. It's, uh, it's getting kind of crazy. It's kind of like the NBA free agency on steroids. But you know, a lot of these kids are finding out. Once they get in the portal, especially in football, there's not a lot of opportunities out there elsewhere. You know, you get some high-profile guys, obviously, but there's a lot of guys that, you know, enter it and uh, wait and wait and wait, and uh, that's got to be a little scary. So I think they've got to do something to tweak it, but I'm not sure what the answer is because it's all about giving the players the same rights as coaches, you know, in a way that, a coach can leave a job if he wants. A kid should be able to change. And uh, I'm not sure if I subscribe completely to that, but uh, it's affecting the game in an adverse way. And uh, yeah, it's too bad because a guy like Timmy Allen, for example, could have left you know a good legacy at the U, but now he's going to finish up as a Texas Longhorn, and we'll see if he actually gets to play a lot and stuff. So it's an unknown world. Well, I, I agree with you, Dirk, and um, today there was a report out that the NCAA did indeed approve uh, one transfer uh, per college athlete, and that's going to go into effect, again, reportedly. It hasn't become official uh, next year. Right. And I think it's just going to add, seriously add to the problem, and, and Gordon doesn't view it as a problem, so, I mean, I don't want to represent uh, what I'm saying here as 100% fact, but I think something that people don't consider is something that's happening already. All these kids are going into the transfer portal, Dirk, and, you know, the high-profile ones like Timmy Allen find a nice landing spot, but the truth is there's hundreds of college athletes that are just sitting there with no place to land. You're right. You know, I, I did a story about a year or so ago and researched it, and literally – Every program is affected by this, and there's just a lot of movement, a lot of change. And I don't know if that's healthy for college basketball right now. And, you know, I think people love March Madness and that. But uh, generally speaking, you know, the the game was dying a little bit uh, before the pandemic as far as, as fan interest in that. I mean, let's throw March Madness to the side here and talk about the regular season and non-conference play in that. You know, they need to do something, and having all this player movement, I just don't think it's healthy for the sport. Okay, well, I see. I can see some downsides, but I see upsides as well. But uh, Jake is celebrating to have somebody, somebody <laughs> agree with him. I, so. A critical thinker uh, like, like Derek Fitzer. <laughs> yes, I, I do feel good. I understand I might get a free crown burger if I agree with him. Yes, <laughs> on me, buddy. You've got it. <laughs> so, okay, uh, this transfer situation being what it is, could it help Utah uh, or or BYU football and basketball? Yeah, you know, Gordon, I think there's a quick fix element to this, obviously. I think uh, you get the right players, you know, the new coaching staff at Texas to have a Timmy Allen is going to help, but they're getting for one year. Football-wise, you know, 
we'll see what happens with Cam Rising if he's able to come back 100%. If not, uh, Charlie Brewer is a heck of a guy to use for one year for the Utes at quarterback. So, you know, I think there's some instant help there that you can get from the transfer portal. Um, but like Jake said, there's a lot of kids that uh, think there's greener pastures on the other side of the fence. I think Kyle Winningham said this many times, and they find out that uh, there's just not a lot of opportunities sometimes elsewhere for certain players. Now, the high-profile ones, that's a whole different game. But, uh, yeah, to answer your question, in the long-winded way that they did, I think it is a quick fix and can help every team. Dirk, we have some timely breaking news. I'm glad we have you on the air. It's breaking breaking college basketball news, too, uh, coming from Jeff Goodman, uh, who reports Arizona is set to hire Gonzaga coach-in-waiting Tommy Lloyd. Um, Talk about the Arizona situation, Dirk, from from moving on uh, uh, from Sean Miller to now hiring Tommy Lloyd. It's it's been strange because they waited so long to fire Miller, and uh, they end up with Lloyd, who I'm sure is a fine coach, but... I mean, I were I was hearing other really big names that apparently didn't want that gig. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I agree with you. The Sean Miller thing dragged on not for months, but years, literally. I mean, probably should have been gone uh, when the allegations surfaced and the, the proof seemed to be there. But uh, he hung on, and uh, you know, I think getting the uh, guy from Gonzaga is going to clean up that program and all that. But there were some there's some other players, you know. I, or guys like Damon Stoudemire and that had ties to Arizona that I thought maybe they would, you know, try to bridge some of the, the glory days of the program. But, uh, you know, Gonzaga is not a bad way to go either. And, uh, you know, it looks to me like they want a new beginning down there and a fresh start. And uh, they probably could use that because the Sun North thing dragged on way too long. Okay, one more question before we probably jump into what you know some of the local teams are doing. But Dirk, I'm curious to know from you how widespread do you think um, I'll use the word corruption or deceit is? How prevalent is the hypocrisy in college sports these days, and does that trouble you? You know, I think it's. I think all of us in the media have covered covered college sports it's been troubling because you know if you don't see it in the programs you're covering you hear about it about other teams in the conference or other teams doing this or or contacting recruits at the last minute for you know you, you hear all sorts of stuff you hear and it, the corruption i think is is kind of widespread now i i don't think we have any of the problems locally that they have nationally, and, and that might be why our, uh, you know, national uh, following is getting more teams in the NCAA tournament and that. Who knows if corruption's closing a lot of doors, but uh, I think it's troubling, and, you know, I don't know if the NCAA as an organization is strong enough or has the infrastructure to uh, to deal with the issues that are coming up. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, they seem to be awful quiet, and then when they make a decision, it seems to tick a lot of people off. Yeah. <laughs> Not it does. Not it does. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, he's our friend Dirk Facer on with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, so, Dirk, spring ball wrapping up uh, with Utah. How open is the quarterback com- uh, competition going to be in fall camp? You know, I think it really depends on Cameron's health, obviously. If he's uh, 
he's not good to go with that shoulder, then I don't think there's a competition at all. I think, uh, you know, just like spring ball, Charlie Brewer's getting most of the reps, and I I wouldn't be surprised if that happens this fall based on Rising's health. But uh, they're saying right now that it's going to be an open competition between the two. And, uh, you know, in this world of Zoom conferences and not be able, being able to watch practice and they have to observe, we pretty much got to take the company line or whatever they want to say. And they're saying it's an open competition. So I guess at this point we've got to take them for their word. But uh, as an old fart, I long for the uh, days when we were able to do a little reporting and, and see what was going on. But right now it's, uh, it's kind of a controlled message, and, and that's just the way it is with the pandemic. So I guess we've got to take them at their word. It's an open competition. But uh, – you know, with the Brewers' statistics and all that, uh, I think they've got a great insurance policy there. So what do you, Dirk, what do you think of the Utes' uh, prospects overall based on what you do know? You know, the fact that they've got everybody back is a really good sign. I think uh, I think you, see, you saw that with Baylor basketball, you know, having some seniors and that. And I think just the fact that you've got guys in the Utes football program that have been there for years and committed to it, the Britton Coveys of the world, the Devin Lloyds, you know, that they have a core of guys and to a man, they all want to get that elusive Pac-12 championship and, you know, I think they're in a pretty good spot to contend for it, but, you know, let's face it, uh, you know, if USC has a good recruiting year and they don't screw it up, uh, you know, the USC's and Washington's and Oregon's of the world, uh, it's a tall order when they're on top of their game. So uh, it won't be easy, but uh, I guess it starts with winning the South. And uh, they seem to be geared up to at least be in the conversation to contend for that South championship. Who do you expect to emerge? And, of course, this is way too uh, early to have an accurate opinion on this, I guess. But who do you expect to emerge to be the guy at running back? Ooh, you know, that's a good one because uh, – Pledger and uh, LSU. I think they're going to, I think again, and uh, Bernard, you know, they've got three guys that are supposedly going to have an open competition for it. And that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the transfers ends up getting the job just because of the fact that uh, the credentials they bring. But uh, Micah Bernard is going to get every opportunity as a guy that's familiar with the program to handle that. And as we know, Utah uh, likes to run the football and Zach Moss is proof of that. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, you know, if they end up with a Charlie Brewer playing quarterback, you know, if they're still going to favor the run or if they're going to air it out a little more. And then the question there becomes, do they have enough good receivers to be able to do that? So um I think there used to be some uh, team to watch closely in that uh, running back situation. You know, right now it seems like all three are on equal footing. And uh, But, again, since no one's been able to see practice, we pretty much have to go with the company line that, uh, you know, that Bernard's uh, leading the pack and the other two are right there. But that might be just the other two are getting familiar with the playbook and things like that. So I don't know. <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> it beats me. Uh, it beats so, me. 
So, Derek, let me ask you another question that will be hard to answer. Maybe this one isn't so hard to answer. Uh, maybe <laughs> I wrote a column uh, a few weeks ago about uh, off a quote from Nick Saban about how useless it is to try and play standardized football from the old days, namely run the football, control field position with special teams, and uh, whoever gets the most yards on the ground wins the game. Now, Nick said that was the uh, that was a philosophy he was raised on. That was his coaching philosophy until about uh, five, six years ago. And he, he determined and he said now and he said this in a coaching clinic, a virtual coaching clinic, that uh, you, you if you do that now, his quote is you won't win anything. Now, I understand that some people might say, well, that's easy for Nick to make that change because he's coaching a bunch of four and five stars. But he was right. saying he was saying it to a group of coaches from all different levels of football. And that's what he really believes now. Do you think that as long as Kyle Whittingham is coach, that that thing either will or should open up to uh, sort of a, a more explosive offensive attack? That's a great question. You know, I personally think that uh, it depends on your personnel, and I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. And you mentioned that because at Alabama, when you get the kind of receivers and the athletes, they get heck, even their offensive linemen. You know, they're all just four or five star guys. He's able to to do darn near anything that he wants, but. Uh, at different schools, you got to have, you know, it's not like everybody needs to play Air Force kind of football. But um, I still think there's, you know, it's still a pound-the-ground game, and I, I still think you've got to be able to run the ball, and, and uh, explosiveness will come with, with the athletes that you get. And, uh, you know, some of these receivers are getting so big and strong and tall and uh, – you know, and the quarterbacks are getting the arm strength. You know, I think it's just a natural progression. But, you know, we've – at least Gordon and I, uh, Jake, you're kind of young, but us older <laughs> guys. Uh, we've seen ebbs, ebbs and flows with this game. We've seen, you know, spread offense get big for a while. We've seen different things, you know, come and go. And I think it's just an evolution. But I'm kind of on the side that maybe uh, saving uh, – it's easy for him to say because of the talent he has around him because, you know, you can't tell me that uh, every team, you know, the Vanderbilt's going to get the same kind of athletes Alabama does. And if they play the same style and you go head-to-head, I mean, Alabama's got the superior athletes. So I think you do have to have that uh, difference. There's something that maybe you know, throw a monkey wrench in and take Alabama off its game. So, um this uh, Kramberger-loving guy in Centerville respectfully disagrees with Mr. Saban. Yes, I owe you two Kramberger's, Dirk. I couldn't have said that better myself. It's so I easy be... for Nick Saban to say. That's the easiest thing in the world for that guy to say. Yeah, you know, it's, it's almost crazy, but, you know, you watch the NFL draft coming up, and it's from Alabama, from Alabama, from Alabama. You know, there, there's a ton of guys in the league, and uh, – I don't know. It's an interesting point, but I I still think that uh, everybody did the same thing. The superior athletes will always come out on top. So I think you do have to have teams that are 
you know, a challenge to stop with the run or a challenge to to throw the football or a team that runs a balanced offense. I mean, you know, every week there's got to be some plotting and planning, and, uh, you know, it's kind of a chess game. And then, you know, the big counter is how do you counter the athleticism of a team like Alabama? Dirk, thank you very much. Uh, keep up the good work. This is the com. We appreciate you. Hey, guys, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Always, Dirk. Thank you, man. Our friend Dirk Facer. Again, this is theplacesports.com. All right, let's get uh, out to the zone phone now. Oh, no, we'll wait for just a second. Oh, we lost him. Uh, we'll talk to Andrew here in a second. But, yeah, Gordon, uh, you know, you can recruit Julio Jones and you wake up one day and go, yeah, we should pass the ball more. What a what a revolution. He was talking. He was talking to coaches of all levels. So what he, difference does he, it make who he was talking to? Because not everybody coaches at Alabama, and he knows that. But he was stating it to them because he believes it applies to them. Or he was just trying to look like the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> if okay, I was a coach well, there, sitting there listening to Nick, I would be rolling my eyes out of my head. Wow, that's easy for you to say, Nick. I I I think there's some credibility to what he was saying, and he was saying it to everyone, not to his assistants at Alabama. All right, let's jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt. And if you've been uh, having struggles with ED, listen up because you don't need to. What's going on, Andrew? Hey guys, yes, that's exactly right. You don't need to anymore. Uh, we're discovering as we go that there's a lot of guys that kind of come out of the would work and say, I've been struggling for a long time. I didn't dare say anything. I've got ED. I either am taking the pill and hate it or it's not working. And they go through our treatments, and what they see is a little bit of a reversal of the ED. The blood flow uh, goes where you want it, when you want it. Our acoustic wave therapy, actually the two most advanced forms, are heavily studied. Uh, One study recently uh, showed that it leads to a significant improvement of erectile tissue and actually improved moods, too. So for any guys that are cranky with ED, it could help you as well. Uh, This has a huge ripple effect. If you're you're struggling in the bedroom, we've got proven technology that can really treat the root cause problem of the erectile dysfunction. So get the spontaneity back, right? Am I reading that right? You can, you can, uh, don't have to, all the planning and the take the pill this amount of time before and that sort of thing. You can uh, stop worrying about that. You can stop worrying about that. Yeah, guys, um, they take the pill and they kind of hope it will work. They don't know if it will work. Uh, they deal with side effects the next day. It leads to added stress, which probably doesn't help the ED, frankly. As far as I know, this treatment is the only thing that can restore that spontaneity. Many of the clinical studies, including the Cambridge University one, use that word, spontaneity, getting it back, repairing the blood vessels, and, yes, not having to rely on the pill any longer. So call them up, 801-901-8000. Get on the calendar tonight, and you're going to get one heck of a deal. Yeah, a lot of free, really. And by the way, you don't have to do the treatments to get the free. You can come in, uh, dip your toe a little bit, and see if you like it. Um, We'll uh, do the exam, the assessment. Uh, You'll meet with the doctor, totally free. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound, a little gift that I don't think I've ever seen fail, produces immediate results in the bedroom, and new patients now even get free testosterone. So uh, we really believe in delivering a lot of value. And this is 
By the way, the first step in reversing the ED, it's all no charge. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. More Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Joined now by Thor Nystrom. He writes for NBC Sports Edge. Covers the NFL draft. Zach Wilson's climb up the draft board. If he goes number two to the Jets, like everyone seems to think he is, how much faith do you have in the Jets going forward? Yeah, that's a tough question historically to ask anyone. As far as the decision with Wilson, you had to pay a prohibitive cost to do that transition from Sam Darnold to Wilson, right? There's a little bit too much risk in Wilson's profile for me personally to have been willing to pay that price, but I certainly understand where they're coming from. You don't see players with that kind of an arm come into the league every year. It was lasers everywhere. The jump up he took, I would understand wanting to take the future of my franchise on that arm. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. What do you want? You're locked on to The Big Show. Presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. They've got the spring LASIK sale going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080. Davis Vision. We've got the Knott Sports Port at 450. Lock at 5. Gordon, uh, can I, can I uh, bring up... Um, uh, some pride that sure. I feel for for jazz fans <laughs> at the moment, based on another story that's going on elsewhere. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> so apparently, Man City is getting ready for uh, some sort of soccer match uh, with. Uh, let's see. You could probably pronounce this better than I can, Gordon. But Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. How, well, I, well, yeah. How do you pronounce it? We, I just call it Dortmund. Dortmund? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, Man City is in Germany getting ready for a match with uh, these fellas. Yeah. And uh, fans for... Uh, I've, been to, I've been to that stadium, by the way. Cool. Fans for Dortmund left uh, uh, let off fireworks outside the hotel where Man City was staying at 2.45 a.m., 4.30 a.m., and 5.30 a.m. Dirty scoundrels. That's brilliant. I, I, brilliant! I admire uh, their their creativity to to affect the match, but y- y- we're pros at this stuff. We just poison the other team. <laughs> we don't bother with fireworks. We don't do any of that. And and you know what? We don't even bother the whole team. We just poison the other team's best player. Just call up uh, our guy Craig Fight, <laughs> our dude Craig, to whip up a pizza and <laughs> and send it on over to Man City, because that's what we do. 
But Craig, by the way, said it. That's just that didn't happen. We're having fun yeah. here. He, he confirmed on our show. We made national news with that, by the way. No big deal. <laughs> that uh, that no poison was ever applied to that pizza. I, I like the fireworks. How about like launching water balloons at random hotel windows in the middle of the night? <laughs> that they wouldn't won't be disturbing. That wouldn't be disturbing at all, right? Thump. So I guess my question to you, uh, Gordon, as somebody uh, on this show with integrity. Is is that outside the bounds of fair play, or are these fans perfectly within their right to uh, um, uh, affect Man City's sleep? Uh, okay, well, the human side of me says it's absolutely stupid and ridiculous that people would take it to that level. Uh, observing fan behavior through the years, I... I if I don't understand it, I at least would kind of expect it in some cases. But bear with me here, all right? Mm-hmm. Is there really a philosophical difference between this and, say, booing somebody at the line? Austin saying yes. Well, huh? philosophical maybe not. Because cause you're just, as a fan, trying to affect the outcome of the game any mm-hmm. way that you can without, mm-hmm. you know— uh, affecting the gameplay itself. I think this is more impactful or or could has the potential to be more impactful on the team's play. I agree. Than booing them mid, mid game. But is it out of bounds? Well, because philosophically well, it, speaking it's, it's really the same thing. It's no no it's not. No, it's not. It's fans well, doing I, what within their power to affect the outcome of the game. Can a man or a woman get some sleep? That's up to you. But that's that's not uh, the the philosophical discussion here. Did they do anything illegal? Like, are, are, is well, yeah, setting probably. off fireworks legal where this was? There's no way it was legal at 2.45 in the morning. I don't know. Although My neighbors I, uh, think it is. But it's still not. <laughs> I don't know. Gordon's probably more familiar with the German laws than we are, but I'm guessing it's not legal to light off fireworks. I, I, really, I really don't know. I'll tell you the truth. Uh, never never did that. I threw a pancake out a window once. <laughs> But no fireworks. Uh, I, 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 I look. I mean, it's like a lot of things in life. Uh, the stand is the standard really at what's legal or what's illegal. Yes, I don't even think that's a standard. <laughs> uh, but but uh, how about how about just good form? You know, okay, your team. You want your team to win, right? But okay, go ahead and do what you can do at the game. But away from that environment. I think a man has to have some peace. Don't like the spotlight, don't take the job. Yeah, got to agree with Austin here. Wasn't <laughs> that's, there, what, uh, that's what Matt Harpering would say, right? It's <laughs> such a privilege to play. Weren't there stories, oh, God, I don't I don't think it was here, but during one of the NBA finals, didn't like the, the Z Morning Zoo, didn't they call one uh, at like yeah. four in the morning, call yeah, the, yes. the team hotel or whatever? Yeah, something like that. Which now, you, I don't think there's any way you'd get the, the room phone number of anyone out there but then it was what, you just called the hotel and said what, please connect me to mr jeff hornacek well, well let me ask you a question whatever happened to civility well it doesn't exist in sports well, obviously Boy Scouts? yeah right well yeah right, it you, can you, exist you can that, that's why i say limit it to what's going on 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 site you know i mean the, the, why do you gotta spill it over like that well, what about the the collegiate fans that wait at the entrance to the stadium to boo the other team as they come in? 
Oh, that's okay. That doesn't that's not mean within the confines of the, of oh, the game. Oh, it's close. It's close enough. What, what if, close enough's okay? What if someone disagrees with something you write in your column, and they run into you at, uh, at Big O Tires, and they want to chat to you about how much they disliked your column? Are you going to tell them, "Hey, keep it in the comment section on the trip"? <laughs> no, but that's not that's not interrupting my sleep. I think these fans are creative. I I admire their. Uh, 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 their creativity. Well, I, I know think there's you, nothing, that, there's that, nothing that, wrong with this. This doesn't surprise me at all because you have no soul. See, why does it have to get the, the personal insults? And could you insult anybody more than what you just said? <laughs> Is it possible? Well, it might be a slight exaggeration, but what's new? You do that to me all the time. <laughs> Never. See, I'd hire. Never. I'd hire a mariachi band to follow the team everywhere they go, twenty four <laughs> hours a day, playing La Cucaracha on an endless loop. Yeah, figure something out. Just to I, try and I, win. You're a just game. trying what? to affect Come the, on, the outcome. Do you guys have no life? Well, what are you going to say to the wow. person booing the the free throw? Be like, hey, hey no, let's, let's that's somebody's that's son or, that, or daughter there. That's a part of the. That's a part of the atmosphere. <laughs> but waking somebody up with uh, an M80 or whatever, to, you know, a cherry, <laughs> a cherry bomb, or uh, what's that all about? You know, an M80. Uh, whatever. I think it was like some sparklers, wasn't it? I don't. <laughs> it was. They weren't were, were sending out even, shells. Even, it was enough to know. wake you up. It I don't even know what was. an M80 is. What's an M80? It's a big old explosive. It's a, it's a firework. But yeah, these look like these from the pictures that I'm looking at. They, it looks like these fireworks could make some noise. Okay. Yeah. Well, soccer fans aren't known to be quiet. I don't think you're sleeping through this. I do admire their dedication too to do it at 2:45, 4:30, and 5:30. That means they got chased off by security and still came back and did it again. And it's perfect you, timing because it's about two hours apart. You've just fallen back into REM and kablam! Back you, up. You, you, you wait. You admire this? Yes, very much. Fans of the year. Absolutely. They didn't hurt anybody. They didn't. God, no soul. Let the men, come on, let the side sleep. Why? Because that's just being a good human. When did sleep become a constitutional right, my friend? Seriously. Oh. This is called a, this is called a home field advantage, bro. I mean, My you, two-year-old never lets me sleep. You have to no, go. See, I, I, know, I know Austin is kidding about this, but Jake, you're serious. I'm not kidding. Oh, I'm 100% serious. Good for these fans. I think this is great. I think we need more of this. I find it hilarious. I'm not condoning if you did this to a visiting opponent against the Jazz. I would never say to do that. It would be a bad thing to do, but we need more of this. This is, uh, there's one word to describe this. Pathetic. Passionate. Why pathetic? Uh, because it's taking it too far. <laughs> taking it too far. Says who? Me! They're not poisoning Tumor's Corner. Yeah. <laughs> Good drop there. <laughs> they're not poisoning Man City. True. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're not doing that. They're just simply shooting off some fireworks. Nah, oh, so they're woken up a little bit. Boo-hoo. Good heavens. <laughs> I wonder, Listen to well, you, softy cakes. <laughs> Maybe they'll only score oh, one goal tomorrow. going to lose some sleep. Oh, no. I wonder if they could get some earplugs that would uh, prevent that. Yeah, sound, just bury so. your head in the pillow. Some It's a mild inconvenience, <laughs> and Gordon's acting like it's some larceny or something. Well, maybe you know, if it wouldn't have any effect on the team, the only person, that, the only people it hurts are the folks who are participating. 
How's it hurting so, them? Because they're, they're not getting any sleep. Yeah, so? They're choosing to do they're so. They're also not running around for 90 minutes the next day. And they, they probably <laughs> don't really need a, an excuse to, that good of an excuse to stay up all night drinking. I, I repeat my question. We're going to stay up all night drinking anyway. We might as well light off some fireworks. Got a big what, game tomorrow. What, whatever happened to civility. Oh, please. Yeah, please. Young man, you're what's wrong with the world today. Again, uh, just an incredible insult. <laughs> I haven't insulted you once in this segment. Oh, I called you softy cakes. I take that back. Uh, all right, coming up next, we have the Not Sports Report. Lock at 5. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David Locke will join us top of the 5 o'clock hour. But first, it's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over uh, 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? I'm uncertain where this exact, the exact place where this happened, but this is the way the story goes. And, and, and look, let me just uh, preface this by saying I know that during the Not Sports Report, we've had our fair share of tattoo stories. We had. I, I concede that. So much so that Sarah Todd came on for a jazz hit, and the first thing she said was, to stop it. <laughs> well, okay. That's a good point, a, Austin. A, okay, so there was this mom who uh, her, her son brought home a drawing from school. And it was kind of a cartoonish drawing of a beach scene. It had, let me describe it for you. There's like a palm tree and there's like this, uh, I don't know, it looks kind of like a coconut or something. And in the middle of it is this big rock with a face on it with teeth and big dark eyes. And the mom was so impressed by her son's artwork that she decided to have it tattooed onto her bicep. And there's a picture of her flexing with the muscle, with the beach scene right there on her bicep. She was so proud of it, so proud that she had this connection to her son uh, through art. And in this case, body art. Well... Come to find out later that her son wasn't the one who drew it. It was her son's friend. Did, dun, dun, dun. Did, uh, did her son lie about it or did she just make an <laughs> assumption? <laughs> that, that I'm a little, I'm a little shy, uh, uh, short on the details of that, but. How frustrating with that? Because this is a substantial piece of art. And now she's connected to her son's friend. And I think that would that would really bother me. 
Did, I'm sorry, did you say what it's a picture of? A beach yeah, it's scene. a beach scene. It's just got the, a, I know, but just the entire like waves and, and sand and trees, or is there? There's uh, there's a there's a palm tree, and there's a what looks like a, a a big coconut or something, and then and then this big rock looking thing with a face on it. So many ways to take what you just said, but I'm going to move on. <laughs> um, I I don't feel bad for this woman in the slightest. It it seems to me. That if you're going to tattoo something uh, on your body, um, and I, I get it that people have sentimental attachments to the tattoos that they get, but you should probably like it. You know, you should probably like the look of it. Like, like if this woman, if if her son had doodled like a dirty word on his desk, <laughs> is she gonna get it? Is she gonna get it tattooed on her bicep? No, probably not. <laughs> So I, I, I guess I don't feel that bad for her because if she didn't like it to begin with, she probably shouldn't have tattooed it. She probably should have just magneted, magneted it to the fridge, put a magnet on it, and put it on the fridge like every other parent. Yeah, but magneted, magneted, That's not the way people do things these days. They look for ways to have sort of a permanent connection. And there's a lot of body art out there these days. I'm not saying that there's not. I'm saying if you are going to put some uh, art onto your body, you probably ought to like it. <laughs> well, she liked it. She liked it, but the major the major impetus behind the whole thing was the fact that her son had drawn it. But listen, like, uh, Gordon, uh, one of... Uh, isn't it one of the gals' birthday today? Is that right? Did I see that online? Yes. Let's, let's use Taylor as an example. Happy if, birthday, Taylor. Happy birthday, Taylor. Shout out to Taylor. Awesome, awesome person. Um, but if she would have doodled a ladybug on her trapper keeper and brought it home, you, you're not going to look at it and go, boy, got to get that on my bicep. Got to get that happening immediately. No, no. You did uh, now. Maybe if she drew uh, a, a big wheel of cheese, and you thought, <laughs> "My, that's a good-looking picture. I'm going to put that on my bicep." Well, then that makes more sense, right? Because you, you like the you like the tattoo, mm. right? Yeah. You, it, it has meaning, but you also like it. Austin, you got to look up this picture. I mean, I, I really want to know what your opinion is of this because I, I think she has been, she has truly been scarred with this thing anyway uh yeah you mentioned it was taylor's birthday this taylor's birthday today she shares this day with uh with the titanic striking the iceberg and the day that lincoln was shot Jeez, that's a downer happy birthday to you taylor (laughs) i i feel really positively about the day (laughs) your father associates it with some pretty tragic stuff Oh, my. No, it's awesome. Happy birthday to her. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday to her. No doubt. All right, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And, uh, Andrew, you're here to help our listeners. And I would guess that there are a lot of listeners out there that are kind of on the fence or maybe dealing with partial issues when it comes to erectile dysfunction. And, hey, get off that fence. You can do something about it. Yeah, that's right. Um, Although it's kind of bad news uh, when I tell people this. I've never seen ED get better all of a sudden on its own or go away kind of like i don't know maybe when our hearing starts to get worse or eyesight it just progresses now the good news acoustic wave therapy we've got the two most advanced versions the most heavily and proven technologies that exist for this and it shows that it regrows blood vessels so 
even if it's for prevention or it's mild ED or severe ED, frankly, we've seen it all. Uh, Journal of Sexual Medicine, another interesting study. It's like 50 pages long, but at the end of it, in their summary, they say that we anticipate that this novel therapy will be widely used in the future for erectile dysfunction. So really cool stuff. The science is so sound on this. If you are struggling with ED, if you're frustrated with pills, if the frequency isn't what it used to be, we've helped so many guys turn back the clock, get a little more blood flow where you want it, when you want it, and of course, do it without the medication. And you see a wide range of patients uh, there at Wasatch Medical Clinic, right? Uh, guys that uh, are just uh, maybe younger and, and are noticing some slight differences all the way to, you know, people dealing with some pretty serious stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I get a little excited when somebody younger, I don't know if that's 30s, 40s, they come in and they just want to improve because that's great. Don't wait till it's gone. We can help you if you do, but it's easier and faster. So, um this can work pretty quickly. The average guy, keep in mind, does a few treatments uh, over about two to three weeks. That's it. You'd be done. 801-901-8000 if you want to get the ball rolling. And uh, you guys are encouraging people to do so with a bunch of uh, great incentives. Yeah, we really here at Wasatch Medical um, believe in delivering the value. You can set this all up for free, by the way, and you may decide you don't want to do the treatments, but... You can take the free, take the information. It'll be the exam, the assessment that's with our MD. Um, he'll do a blood flow ultrasound. That's pretty cool. A little gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. Also really cool. And then uh, free testosterone to new patients. If you're interested in that, give us a call now, guys. It's all no charge. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Locke joins us next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on The Zone Sports Network. Matt Harper, kind enough to join us. I would never sacrifice health. I mean, if, if someone's legit injured, I would say, yeah, you don't want to get injured more. However, if you're at the nagging stage and you can push through, you're at the one seat and you can protect it, you got to go for it. I mean, this doesn't happen often. This is what you work for, and when you have it and you see it, you got to maintain it because it's a huge advantage. It's a huge advantage to those home court throughout. And then for the Jazz, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of guys that have played in a lot of tough playoff games, and they didn't go far last year in the playoffs. They should be ready for this grind here coming up. They're a young team. You know, to me, you go for it. You maintain that one spot, and I think it's crucial to have that going in the playoffs. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Help.